0: Passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike Jay, and he is Mike F. We. The mic's on mic. This is Drive-By Wrestling. Mike, how the hell's it going?
1: Man, it's Friday, bud. It's Friday. I got a job. I got shit to do. But I'm still going to get a motherfucker high.
0: <laughs> <laughs> high on life. That's what we are around here. Um, high on pot news. <laughs> <laughs> what a great Key
1: & segment, by the way, if you've never seen the Key & high on pop news segment uh it's hilarious
0: i have not seen that but i do appreciate you tagged me in the new david s pumpkin skit from snl which i almost missed (laughs) any questions (laughs) super stoked that you did not let that pass me by also i'm Um, just gonna go ahead and say
1: jack harlow is one of the worst fucking saturday night live hosts i've ever seen like quit having people on that can't even like like, I'm not expecting everyone to come on there and be able to be, like, some fucking Oscar-winning actor and be able to perform quality, you know, fesbian performances. Right. But, man, can you at least get a motherfucker
0: that can read the cue cards? <laughs> I've uh, unintentionally kind of tuned out for Saturday Night Live for the last few years. Um, it's way too political. I catch, you know, I catch things now and again like a david s pumpkins i'm gonna check that out every time uh so if i hear about something i'll check it out but other than that i kind of miss miss it but i don't actually miss it if you i don't miss it man here's why we're 40 bro right yeah um
1: i don't know about you but personally i hit that wall about five years ago where i just stopped listening to new music And everybody does. it, Unless
0: it's new music
1: from an old band. No, that's what I mean. Like, you just stop listening to new artists, man. And and here's the deal. If you're like a younger person listening to this and you're like, that's never going to happen to me. It will. I swore that too, man. I worked in the music industry. I managed hip-hop artists. Yep. I played in bands. Music was my heart and soul. I lived for discovering new artists, man. It was like my passion. That was my passion when I worked in the industry, was finding new people with new voices, right, man? And uh I don't give a shit about new voices now, bro. I don't give a fuck. So, like, I especially don't care about any of these people that they have on as musical guests. And then, like, the hosts are, like, again, Jack Harlow. Like, I don't care about you as a musician. Why do I care about you as, like, a host? Like, you seem like a cool dude. Don't get me wrong. I feel like he's, like, a dude that I would like to hang out with, but, like, I I just, it's so hard for me to, like, care when, like, and don't get me wrong, here's the thing, man, we're not the fucking demographic. No. Saturday Night Live's demographic has always been people aged 18 to 32. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. And we're just not the demographic anymore, man. And that's okay, bud. That's okay, man, because... Because, like, that's okay. I'm not even up at fucking midnight on a Saturday anymore. You know what I mean? Like... No way. <laughs> it's way
0: past my bedtime.
1: Right? Man. Like, uh, so, um, <laughs> you know, I had good memories of Saturday Night Live, and I like to check in every now and again, but that's about all I need to do. Same here, And,
2: same. again,
1: the show's always been political. And, and, and I guess, like, when I was younger, it was funny because I could just laugh at, like, whatever, you know? Well, mm-hmm. like, as an adult, the politics of it, you're like, you become like aware of like the impact they have on things right. and it makes the shit less funny or sometimes not at all funny. If you're right. like, no, nah, I don't agree with what you're saying right now at all. Right. Um, and here's the thing. I wasn't even a Trump guy, but holy shit. I'll tell you exactly what I quit watching Saturday Night Live was the eighth week that I turned it on in a row and it started with a Trump skit and I was like. Good god, guys, fucking get something new to talk about. Holy shit. And I would get that Trump was a fucking clown that constantly gave comedic material, but like it was just too much, man. Like I get it. You hate the fucking orange guy. Cool, man. No one really likes him, but like like it's like, man, who? I get it. You can stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm 100% with you on that. Now, something that almost passed me by. Uh, because of my DVR, was SmackDown last week, and we're obviously not gonna—we're not a review show anymore. We're not gonna review the episode of SmackDown, but when important things happen, we gotta talk about it. And I also need to give you time to explain your take because in our private message group, man, you got beat up. I didn't beat you up. I understood what you were saying. I, you know, I think this is a good place for us to have a conversation about. The segment, in part and in whole, that took place last week with the Bloodline and the, as you said, a botch, uh, a botch segment, which is largely loved by a majority of the IWC, except for you. And I want you to uh, be able to explain that, Mike. Um,
1: like, here's the deal, guys. Um, hold on, hold on. I just got a very important text message about <laughs> the
2: future of my career. Okay.
0: I'll, uh, I'll refresh everyone while you're reading. This yeah. Message.
2: I'm sorry, everybody. This is very important.
0: It, it's, it's, it's Thank fine. You. Um, we're, we're specifically talking about the bloodline segment drive-by listeners uh where sammy mentions uh jay not being very oozy that got most of the oh well really all the bloodline to break a little bit um i'll give my side of it because mike already knows my side of it i did not get to watch this live i realized that my dvr decided not to tape even though i switched it to fox force one on purpose knowing that it was on a different channel. And I saw people ranting raving about it. I saw the clip of him saying that line and kind of breaking the guys. I thought it was semi funny. I thought the line was funny. I, I thought them breaking was semi funny and I thought kinda like well, not like Mike thinks, which I'll explain, but I thought, okay, it's funny, but it's not like the greatest thing ever. That being said when I finally was able to get on Hulu and watch the entire segment, I thought the segment as a whole was fucking brilliant from the way that it was shot camera wise to, um, and we'll break that down when Mike is able to talk about it. Uh, but from way, the way it was shot from start to finish, I thought the segment as a whole was brilliant. And that was why I thought people were going ape shit over it, not just for the UC line. Um, and Mike has opinions on that line and what it did. And when he's ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. We're going to go over that. So, Mike, go ahead. Okay. So, why I
1: had a, still have a job, right? What? You still have a job, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm uh, making plans. For... <laughs> All right. Since no one at my work fucking listens to this, I can talk about it. Um, my co-manager might be leaving. Mm. And uh, I'm making plays to get myself the best possible replacement that I can. Um, Because I'm not going to be stuck with a fucking newly promoted fucking management new hire. I'm not a good person to train because I don't want to fucking show you how to do the job. Like, I, I, I want someone that already knows what they're doing and that I can mold to my what I already have in place. And so I was making some moves on that.
0: Uh, understandable.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, you know. Um so Okay. So I, I didn't watch this until Monday. And that might have a little bit to do with my feelings on this. Mm-hmm. Uh and that makes sense. Um so from Friday evening until hmm. Monday morning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I am told that it's the greatest segment in wrestling this year. Mm-hmm. That it is funny beyond funny. I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to fucking watch this. And, you know, I watched this back a second time just so I could really hone in on like what I didn't like about it. And And I guess I don't really know where to start, but I'm going to start with this. Much like you said, bro, this was a good fucking
2: segment. hmm Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, up until the breaking of character, right? So, one, we had a really good segment, man. Uh, Is it Jay that he doesn't like? It's Jay,
0: yep. right? It's Jay that doesn't like
1: him, but yeah. Jay just put down maybe the best promo of his fucking life. Yep. Right? Are we talking about that at all? I
2: mean, I was. Cause nope, see, nope, this- nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Not
1: what you're talking about. In general, no. In general. is anyone talking about the fact that Jay Uso, like, had an amazing? No. No. No one's talking about the fact that Jay Uso just put on the promo his fucking life, right? Um. So then Sammy says Uso. So look. <laughs> I don't know what the intentions of that fucking line were
2: because because everything changed after that. Right. Mm hmm. Um. But so first of all, I'm upset that I was invested in a segment.
1: And it fucking got ruined. Right. Mm hmm. Two. Yo, this shit wasn't funny, guys. It wasn't funny. Like, Usi is mildly funny. And here's what's also shitty about it. It's, it's wrestling funny. Which means that it's just kind of funny in general. Okay? Like, wrestling funny isn't funny. That's wrestling the most... comedy isn't comedy. That's wrestling the most comedy, fair
0: argument I think I've ever heard right there.
1: Wrestling comedy is like watching a fucking network sitcom. Like, yeah, it's comedy, but, like, is it funny? Right. Um... And don't get me wrong, the word U.C. in and of itself is moderately humorous,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that on top of it. Three, breaking character, okay? Motherfuckers, you are actors on a TV show.
1: Like, like that is unacceptable, right? Like, I'm sorry, man. I like if you're watching, and I they, we use this reference a lot. If I'm watching The Walking Dead and all of a sudden Rick starts talking in a British accent, hey, mate, blah, blah, blah. blah. Sorry, Joe. Um,
2: <laughs> no, you're not.
1: Uh, I'm not. Oh, mate, you know, if he starts like fucking talking in a British accent in the middle of the fucking episode and, and starts calling people by their real names, you're gonna be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Right. It takes you completely out of it, right? So mm-hmm. now, I just watched Jay give the most emotional promo of his fucking life, right? And now this motherfucker's laughing. Laughing. And now Roman's laughing. And now, and it's cool. And you know, here's the thing. Um, It's kind of okay for Jimmy to be laughing in the background, right? That's great, man. He should think that word's funny, right? He likes mm-hmm. saying it right on, man. It's great for his character. And, and, but like, for for Roman... Who just had a motherfucker say, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. Right. Okay. Okay. And now you're laughing. I'm sorry. Everything that we've been told since fucking Roman came back is that if you fucking say you don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks, it means you're about to get your fucking head kicked in. Right. Instead, Roman starts laughing. Now we got laughing Roman. And props to Roman for bringing the segment back around and pulling himself back into character and doing kind of like a scary laughter. Mm-hmm. Like for all you that say Roman can't promo or can't think on his feet, that motherfucker saved that segment, okay? No, he I He wanna... saved that segment by turning it into my maniacal laughter and becoming right. scary within the laughter, right? right? So first of all, Roman, I'm going to say, bro, that dude's top-notch, man. That I, dude's I, top-notch I, now. I,
0: I have an add-on to that too. When we're done with this, so don't let me forget. Okay. Um. So for all these reasons,
1: man, this is a botched segment. And so you're gonna tell me this is the best fucking segment of the year? You're like, and everybody's like, this is the best segment of the year. Well, man, it doesn't really say a whole fucking lot (laughs) about what WWE's done this entire year. If you're telling me the best segment, the best segment, and it's only the best, is because he said a line that wasn't that funny that made everyone laugh and break character, you're telling me that's the best, and that's why I have a problem with it, right? That's why I have a fucking problem with it. One, uh, you ruined a really good emotional segment, right? This is a powerful segment that was going to go somewhere, and I was really interested to see where it was going to go. We have no fucking clue now. We have no fucking clue now, right? Two, this wasn't funny. This wasn't, nothing on wrestling is ever fucking funny. Nothing has been funny on wrestling since the year 2004, okay? Nothing. (laughs) Like, shit just is—wrestling isn't fucking funny. It's not. And even the shit that you remember being funny, it wasn't funny either, man. (laughs) DX up in blackface, that shit wasn't funny. Watch it back now, man. It's not that funny. Mizark Henry is not funny. Don't know what The Rock's cooking, but it smells like shit. It's junior high fucking humor, and it's not fucking funny. Wrestling isn't funny, guys. It's not. It's not fucking funny. And it takes a rare person like The Rock or MJF to actually be funny within wrestling. It's just not funny. And so, like, you like. So one, you ruined a good segment. Two, you're all a bunch of fucking idiots that have no taste in humor because it wasn't funny. Three, this is <laughs> the best segment in the world of the year. You're telling me that them laughing and breaking characters is the best segment of the year, which means it ain't fucking nothing they've done this year been good as fuck at all. Four, if this happened before the internet was a thing, we wouldn't even be talking about it. You'd have been at school the next day like, hey, did you see when they laughed last night? Yeah, ha, ha, ha. I moved on with it, right? Five, <laughs> five. Y'all motherfuckers was talking about this so much in our fucking group chat that y'all didn't even tell me Cody came back Monday. Like, what? See, it these sure are the what? things I don't like about this, man, is that this is the story that people been fucking talking about since Friday. No one's fucking talking about Cody fucking coming back. Nobody's talking about anything else that's fucking happening. Nobody's
0: talking about Cody. Because Cody didn't come back? Didn't he come back? No. Okay. <laughs>
1: Someone came back Monday and I missed it. Uh,
0: Alexa, Something happened Monday then. Alexa Bliss and Asuka came back Monday. That might have been it. And why they, not- won the, they won the women's tag title off of damage control. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I was really um, confused. It was like also, bit- why I
1: got this in my head right now. Uh I called um
2: um last week I made a mistake. Um I called Zach Wentz Pete
1: Wentz on the show. I was listening to it back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just I called Zach Wentz. Pete Wentz is the bass player from Fallout Boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh and I'd like to say I'm sorry for calling Zach Wentz Pete Wentz.
2: Uh, um like exactly
1: um anyway <laughs> so these are all the reasons i don't like this thing man like and, it, and it's like and had no one hyped this or whatever i probably would have watched it and been like yeah man that's okay but like and i get it kayfabe's dead but can kayfabe be alive on the fucking tv screen at least man can that happen at the bare minimum can well. kayfabe be alive on tv can you, at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, help me suspend disbelief that this is a fucking group of people that are under the thumb of a fucking ruler that fucking is a, a maniacal despot? No, man. And also, Jay Uso said after that that Sammy just says things out there to try and make people laugh. Like, bro, why are you doing that? what the fuck are you doing man like you're a fucking professional like that stop that's not and i'm sorry at the end of the day it's a botched segment man it's exactly the same as a fucking missed cody cutter it's a botched segment and y'all out here fucking jerking your fucking dicks off to it and i don't understand it I don't understand it. You want wrestling to be taken serious and then you promote shit like this, like it's the fucking greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, motherfucker, AEW's got a toaster on the other fucking channel. What are we doing here? Like, come on. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand what the wrestling community wants anymore.
0: I just don't. Well, they don't either. And that's a whole nother. I mean, we've talked about it before, but it's a continuing topic. Um, I will say that while I understand what you're saying, I think calling the entire segment a botch because of that is a little extreme, but that's your opinion. i, I want not about the entire
1: segment is I think that was a botch within the segment. Let's say that.
0: Okay, it was a that's, botch within the segment. Fair.
1: Just like there's a botch within matches, right? Because there a botch within right. the segment. And I don't understand the fucking hype over it.
0: But the segment as a whole, the you know, the way the match ended to roll into the segment with Roman coming out and Roman is such a big deal. And I'll come back to that. But, you know, his music hits the camera picking up like the group's reaction. And then individually, as he's coming to the ring, scanning each member of the bloodline's face like fantastic work. The the J part of the promo. I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says, like amazing The crowd reaction to that. Right like oh great so great Uh and i think
2: that's why i'm so upset about it man because this would have been i guess
1: i I personally just feel like this was gonna be a great segment on its own Mm -hmm. and we're never gonna know what it was supposed to be
0: well i i still think I still think it is what it was supposed to be. I mean, you get there. Then you continue to the. Roman saying he's going to take honorary off of Sammy's shirt and you see Sammy's like initial reaction, like, oh, my God, To I'm going to make him a full, you know, a full flown full blooded Uso or whatever. I'm going to change his name to Sammy Uso. Like and then that reaction where they kind of flip flop from what Jay was thinking, of Sam, you know, I just thought the segment as a whole was fantastic. I understand your issue with the break. I understand. You know, I do. Like on one hand, I think the same way you're thinking. Like, why would he be purposely trying to make them laugh? But then at the same time, like, that's kind of who Sammy is. Yeah, and I get it. And it's like, and and also they were like
1: in that Jay interview. He was like, you know, people got her. Remember that we have fun.
2: That's like this mm-hmm. job is fun for us. Okay, man. But like your job is still to like
1: maintain a character. Everybody gives this shit a pass because it's live TV or wrestling, right? Like right. It's, so it's different. And people go to the live TV. Well, hey, this is like another thing that everyone's defending. Well, do you think it's funny when Jimmy Fallon would break character? Okay, first of all. Like, Saturday Night Live is different, right? It's a comedy show, okay? Right. All right? I'm not supposed to take these people seriously. This isn't also. These are characters that I'm going to see for a three-minute clip and then never again, right? Right. This is a character in a storyline that I've been uh, invested in for six months now. No. This isn't a serious storyline that I've been invested in. This is a brand new thing that I've never seen. And I'm going to see it for three fucking minutes. I'm not going to get invested in these characters at all. If they fucking laugh, it's even better because it's comedy. It's comedy. Right? It's not yeah. the same thing. And also, quit giving wrestling a pass because it's fucking wrestling. <laughs> I want to bring Because that's how you get shit fucking garbage. And then you complain about that. Well, it's like, well, maybe if you quit giving shit a pass, they'd quit giving you fucking garbage.
0: Well, the the community at large complains about everything. Like, I want to wrap this segment up, bring it back to what I had wanted to touch on. You you said props to Roman for bringing it back and how anyone can say this guy, you know, isn't a promo or whatever. We go back into Monday where he was the only member of the Bloodline on Raw to promote the upcoming crown jewel match against Logan paul and he comes out just like i know there's the argument man and and, and i know like don't get me wrong kenny omega's amazing seth rollins amazing will osprey right go on and on but there's just something different the level that roman's at like right when he walks out you're just like From the music they changed to his presentation to Paul Heyman, everything. It's just like, that's the fucking guy right there, right? And he walks out. He gives his little promo saying that I'm not going to talk about this match because this dude's beneath me. So Heyman hypes it up. and, And that was fine. But it was the literal moment he's walking back after the promo and he's just mouthing off to the camera about how everyone talks about I'm going to get a, he's going to get a lucky punch. I'm no one's talking about the travel chief knocking his face off. And it was just so well done. And I don't know if he was planning on doing that or if he just did it off the cuff or whatever. But it just. It, it made any like reservations. and I didn't have any, but in my opinion, like, I think if you would have saw that on Monday, you'd have been like brought back into what maybe threw you off from the segment before does that make sense like it was just so real and done so well yeah i'm like god damn this guy is so damn good it just being who he should have been the entire goddamn time right yes but we had to get here man hey we got here and i'm happy that at least now we're here mike let's take a quick break come back i know there's a certain appearance of a Japanese star that you want to talk about. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Ever wondered what it's like to have an argument with yourself? Well, this right here, pretty close to that. This is Drive-By. All right, Mike. I'm gonna kind of let you uh, get excited for a minute. Something that happened on AEW television. You want to go ahead and take that away?
1: Yeah. Yeah, boy. Uh, Shibata is back. Um, look, I marked the fuck out, man. Uh,
2: I'm a huge Shibata fan. Uh, I thought that he. I don't think, it wasn't
1: just me, I think everybody kind of thought this dude was going to be one of the biggest stars in the world, uh, prior to the injury, um, right, everything that he's done in a ring since, be it his return to New Japan, where he just did a drop kick for the first time, that's all we got, um, Then his little match with Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, And now this, um, I don't know what type of match he's going to have or what kind of match this is going to be. I don't give a shit, man. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) Shibata, the fact that the man can even get in the ring and and do anything, is fucking amazing. And, uh, it's like, y'all figured out a way to get me to watch Rampage. Right on. Cool. I'm gonna do it now. You got me. Um, I'm just very excited that Shabbat is back and is gonna be wrestling on AEW and as well, if the
0: rumor is correct, after this, it's Danielson? That's who they're saying he wanted, um, or one of the two matches he wanted, so you're I mean, telling me you have to imagine it's going to happen then right that i'm going to be able to see
1: shibata danielson bro <laughs> i i don't even care man it's like life's good life's fucking good you know so <laughs> that's really all i wanted to say about it. Man. i don't want to get too much into it um i just am very excited that shibata is going to be wrestling on rampage tonight you guys should definitely watch that, even though this isn't going to come out till tomorrow, but that doesn't mean you can't <laughs> go back to watch it. It's time, time travel.
2: Shibata,
1: Shibata is back. So um, I just wanted to give a shout-out on that and say that it's very cool as, like, a long-time New Japan fan. And granted, I don't really keep up with New Japan too much anymore um, intermittently here and there, but it's very exciting. Um you know, wrestling's doing a lot of cool things these days. We got fucking Nakamura, yeah, breaking on the Muda, yeah, the the Great Muda,
0: yep, his That's retirement uh... tour. Like like wrestling's just amazing right now. <laughs> a WWE contract star. They did do this one other time with uh Kenta for, oh uh, help me out, whose retirement tour was it? Drawing a blank, but he 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 got to do the same thing, but people were saying. You know, you got the, cl- the side that says it's not a big deal because Kenta has done this before, and they've done this before. You got the other side. But Noah is currently working with AEW, I believe, as well. So it is a little bit different because AEW wasn't around when Kenta did that. So, I, I mean, look, do I ever think that there will be a WWE-AEW super show? No, I 100% do not. But, but that said, just seeing more flexibility now is nice um seeing things you know like this be able to happen and again when Kenta did that he was an NXT star not a WWE star right so yeah it, it just shows shows where some of the flexibility and the love for all pro wrestling is there now and that that's a fantastic thing someone else Mike that came back um One Cole Cabana to challenge uh, Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor World. Listen, they got to do something because there's way too many bells on that show, but that's another topic for another day. Oh, yeah. But uh, Cole Cabana back on television for AEW. I saw uh, WrestleVotes, which is a very popular Twitter account that does not tweet a ton of quote unquote inside info, but. Nine times out of ten when they do, it's it's accurate. Uh and did say on Colt Cabana showing up on AEW. This is a loose quote, it's not a word for word quote, but said Let's just say it did not go unnoticed in Stanford is what he said, or they said. He, they, she, him, her. I don't know what they are. Anyway. Uh, uh not even me. <laughs> that it didn't go unnoticed? Yeah. Uh, the way that I took that is that Punk's gone and Stanford, WWE, uh, knows that they could get him now or, you know, could get him soon. So I don't want to listen. <sighs> I, I, you know how I felt about Punk for a long time now. We've talked about it on this show. Yeah. After I think any Eddie- down. Well- any Go good work he had is done. Yeah. I mean, that's my opinion. Now, I've seen it tossed out there to where if they did something like a Goldberg deal with him where, you know, he came in for big money, wrestled like the big few big events like a WrestleMania spot, you know, and was just basically kind of kept out of the locker room for a large long periods of time. That might work. And that would probably be the only way I see it working. I don't want it still. I'm over. I've been over him. I'm even more over him after seeing what he did there. Yeah, I'm done. Like, uh, I,
1: and, and and I think that pretty much everybody else is done, too.
0: And it I sounds really that way. But, you know, in pro wrestling, you never say never. I will say this. With the sent-our-way rumor mill of Ryback saying he wants to come back to face Goldberg in WWE. If I had to pick one person or the other, and they have to come back to WWE, as much as I don't like CM Punk, I'd take him over Ryback any day.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty easy choice. That's a pretty <coughs> fucking Goldberg. Yeah, so, and, you
0: know, you're gonna, that would be. Yeah, back. you're going to get a match with fucking Goldberg. Jesus. That, that would be a banger match, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> oh, Mike, you said there was a show you wanted to talk about. We do lean a lot into the pop culture at the end of these wrestling podcasts, so uh, I don't even know what you're bringing up, but let's uh, let's do it.
2: I watched a show
1: this weekend on Hulu. I believe it's on FX, also called The Patient. Okay. Starring Steve Carell. Okay. I watched an episode of this show, and was like, oh yeah, I'm not moving. Um, Watch the whole thing. Binged it right there. It's an easily digestible show. Quick episodes. Um, I don't want to say too much, but I feel like I almost have to. Just to, like, get the premise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Steve Carell is a therapist and he has a patient who starts coming to him. The patient doesn't really say a whole lot. And uh the patient kidnaps him. And he wakes up in this basement. It's not like a fucking dungeon basement. It's a finished basement. It's a nice basement. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. The bed and everything. But he's chained to the fucking floor. And the patient is like: look, man, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm a fucking serial killer, okay? <laughs> and I've kidnapped you because I think I need daily therapy. And I think having you here is going to fucking help me stop being a serial killer. Like, I don't want to be a serial killer. but I don't know how to stop. So I've kidnapped you in the hopes that you can, like, if we're here day to day talking, you can help me. Right. And it is. Fucking brilliant. Like it's brilliant. And don't get me wrong. There's some moments in the show where. You're like eh, okay. That's a bit unbelievable. But there's only like a couple of those. What an amazing show. Watching this man try to figure out. How the fuck he's going to get out of this situation. Try to talk this dude. Out of being a serial murderer. It's, it's insane man. It was a very good show. I just want to give a shout out to that show since this is what we kind of do on this show now, is here at the end, give a little shout-outs about what we're watching, what we're into. Maybe that's what we'll call it, what we're into. We're just going to call it the end of the show segment, what we're into this week. And what I'm into this week is the fucking show, The Patient. I like it. Or Hulu. Also, been playing the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Overhyped as fuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) Y'all told me that this was the best Call of Duty campaign ever in the history of Call of Duty. And it's like, I'm sorry, I play Call of Duty campaigns to be a bad motherfucker kicking in doors and shooting people. This Call of Duty campaign, they're like, yo, man, you want to shoot some people? And you're like, fuck, yeah, I do. And they're like, okay, go shoot some people for five minutes. And you're like, five minutes? What do you mean? They're like, yo, man, you want to fly a plane? And you're like, no, I don't want to fly a plane. (laughs) I want to kick in doors and shoot people. And they're like, nah, man, you want to fly in a plane. And you're like, I don't. And they're like, yeah, go fly a plane for 15 minutes. And you're like, fuck, okay. Cool, are we done? Can I go shoot some things? They're like, go shoot some things. And if you shoot some things for like five or 10 minutes, they're like, hey, man, you want to drive a truck? And you're like, no, not at all. Definitely don't want to drive a truck. And they're like, yeah, man, you want to drive a truck. Go drive a truck for a half hour. And you're like, but the fuck, I'm just trying to shoot people. And then you finally get to shoot some more people and then they're like, hey, man, you want to watch a dude on security cameras and tell him where to go and hide? And you're like, no, I definitely I want to do that even less than I flew a I <laughs> wanted to fly a plane and less than I want to drive a truck like that doesn't even sound and like at least when I'm flying and driving, I'm flying and driving. But like you're telling me that right now, all I'm going to do is watch a security camera and tell a dude where he needs to go run and hide. And they're like, yeah, you want to do that, right? And you're like, no, I absolutely don't want to fucking do that. And they're like, yeah, you want to do that. And uh, I didn't want to do that, but you have to. Um, So (laughs) it's the most overrated Call of Duty campaign ever. I can't speak to the multiplayer because I haven't finished the campaign yet. And I have a personal rule that I can't start multiplayer until the
0: campaign's been finished. I have the same rule, sir.
1: That's what I'm into this week. Mike, what are you into this week?
0: Having Um, kids
1: and not doing shit?
0: lots of dude stuff that i will tell you later but uh (laughs) (laughs) you know just life stuff but uh kid shit shit. i did watch the first two finally get to watch the first two episodes of andor oh how Um, was it i haven't watched any of it yet um it's slow
1: i heard it's a show that you have to invest like Much like the Lord of the Rings, like I was told by like Lord of the Rings, you have to like literally invest four hours into Lord of the Rings, the show, right before right. you like it gets
0: good. Well, and I, you know, as I was going to say, it's slow, but I understand the need for it to be because, you know, and if you're on defense about watching and I mean, I'm deaf at Star Wars. I'm oh, I'm not at all. I, I, I've had some people tell
1: me some things about it and they're like, did you basically watch the building of the Rebel Alliance on this fucking show?
0: Right, and, and that's like, like, oh,
1: that's amazing. Okay, what cool. People,
0: what people have to realize is these aren't, you know, we know about like the Force characters, the Jedi, the Sith. We know about the politics of that time, but what we don't know is how it all started for the rebellion. Right, like we got yeah. little things. We got, we got, we definitely got Star Wars rebels there. But again, that's Force people. These are normal people we're talking here. Okay. So we're building a whole new world. I understand the reason to go slow. First two episodes are slow. I'm hopefully going to get three and four in and it, and I hear it does start to pick up. So I'm I'm excited for that. I've been unfortunately watching the new Quantum Leap series. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, how, how is it? Okay, so I'll explain myself as to why because I had no intention of watching it. Yeah,
1: Quantum Leap is perfect except for the ending. Sam Beckett never found his way home. What? Well, what? Well, Fuck off! Uh, all So you.
0: I got caught watching on Sci-Fi just randomly an old episode of the original Quantum Leap, and then it like was really sucked into it, and then it was over, and they didn't put another episode on. So I was like, "There's that new one. Fuck it, let's try it." Right? And then I watched the first episode, and I'm like. Well, that was not great, but it wasn't terrible. You know what I mean? And it did just enough at the end to make me want to watch the other one. And then I watched the second one, and they're playing. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel. So Are they they're, mentioning, for him? they're mentioning Sam and Al. They're mentioning that Sam never came home um, without giving too much away to anyone who's watching it. Like, basically, the they don't know why the character went into the machine that went into it. But like it, it they were definitely hoping to eventually find Sam, but they don't know if that's why he did this, right? So or they knew it was always a possibility they could find him. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping. It, so it's definitely like a a network show. Does that make sense? Yeah. You like, know it has as all the hallmark- hallmarks of a network like sci fi drama show. So it's not terrible but it's not great but it's just enough that like now I just have to watch it if that makes sense. Yeah. You know they're not going to find him this season, right? Wow, well, 100% not. I will say like, of all like the
2: episodes, he literally
0: that he was like I like they haven't like like I'm
1: not at all in this first season at all.
0: Right. And I'll say this, I I think I've seen I think there's six or seven episodes out, maybe a few more than that. Like two or three have been you know, mildly entertaining to where I'm like, okay, this is fun. A couple of them were like, meh, but I watched them. But the last one was a Halloween themed, and he jumped into the body of an exorcist. And I'm going to be honest, that was a good episode. They did it well. They, you know, told a pretty obvious story, but not something that was just staring at you right off the bat. Um, they did a good job with it and I enjoyed that. So you know, I'm going to continue it. It's, it's probably about a, Probably about a five and a half to a six out of ten stars,
1: so you know. Do you remember the episode when Sam oh man, it was two episodes back to back, right? Fuck, dude. This is like two of the these are like the first episodes of TV that I ever saw in my life that I was really like, Wow, that was powerful, holy shit. And I didn't understand that it was powerful, but like I understood it, you know. Um, the first episode was he jumps into himself in high school.
0: Okay, I don't remember that one. And he's like,
1: so he's got this conundrum, right? I can't remember what he's supposed to do, right? Mm. You know, he has a goal, but I can't remember what the goal is. So he's presented with two conundrums, right? One, do I stop my brother for signing up for the Vietnam War that he goes and dies in? Right. Right. Two, do I just not complete my mission and stay in my fucking body and just live my life again?
0: That's a, yeah,
2: wow.
1: And so, he's torn by these two things the whole episode, and he ends up doing it, right? Completing the thing that he has to do, and he jumps out of his body, right? Right. Fucking end of the episode, you know how it always shows the next leap at the end of the episode? He has leaped into the body of one of the guys that is stationed with his brother in Vietnam. Hmm. And now the next episode presents him with the follow up conundrum of do I save my brother's life and stay forever trapped in this person's body? Or do I complete my mission and let
0: things play out how they're supposed to be and give this man his life back? Well, interesting, because that also plays into the show, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. And (laughs) I remember, like, those are two of, like,
1: the first, like, episodes of TV that really fucking hit, like, an emotional note
2: with me. Mm -hmm. The
1: first time I really can remember understanding the emotional
0: gravitas of a television show. And now I'm going to want to go find those and watch those because I don't remember that. But that that right there, again, another reason why I'm continuing, even though it's not the greatest show, like the fact that they're playing on the history of the original, like you got me for that. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, I appreciate ooh. that. So, you know, I'll, 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 I'll keep checking it out. I'll keep checking it out. But, Mike, is there anything else we want to say to these fine, fine people before we wrap it up?
2: Um, nah, I don't have anything. I I had a pretty chill
1: weekend, thank God. Um, yeah, pretty chill weekend. So, no, I don't have anything I want to say. Well,
0: I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time.
1: You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week.
0: New episodes of Drive By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at DriveByPod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time. Bye!